I got listen, I'm gonna call up the 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 youngest old man I know. I'm telling you, this guy runs he can run miles around all of us, yet I think he's older than all of us in here. And uh I am blessed to be able to call him my father in law and um he has been doing an awesome job preaching, and so um, we continue to open the pulpit for him as he continues to do a good job. Amen? <laughs> and so help me welcome Tom Cisco. <laughs> hey, thanks, Pastor. <laughs> thanks for that invite. As you know, uh, when it comes to uh, the word, if you have never heard me speak, I always... First of all, I'm always very thankful that I have the opportunity to share the word with this this uh, church. Um, I don't take it lightly. I, in fact, I feel it's a privilege to be able to give the word to, to this uh, congregation. I know every day um, Bonnie and I are praying for the Roman family and for the church family because and, and I, we pray for um, for health, for prosperity and um, making good decisions uh, on a daily basis because it's important as a church family to pray for each other. So I don't take that lightly. Um, I uh, also have, uh, the, the, um, we've been talking about, pastor gave me my title is um, Joy. And we've been talking about uh, at least the three that the pastor talked on love Shalene did an outstanding job also on peace last week, talking about the salvation helmet. And, and I have uh, one of the gifts of the Holy Ghost is um, joy. And uh, I started thinking about it, and, and uh, um, Cindy, do you remember this song? I have joy, 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 joy. Where? Where? I have joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. I'm so happy, so very happy. I had the Lord of Jesus in my heart. I'm so happy, so very happy. I got the love of Jesus in my heart. So we did that in school, in Bible school, I think most of, well, not me, but a lot of you did. I didn't grow up, I grew up as a Catholic, um, which is fine, but we did hymns, you know, turned on number 131 or whatever it was, which is okay. At least we praise the Lord because worship is important. And then uh, what does Romans 1, 18, 24 say? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day the Lord has made. There it is. That's praising him again, and, and that's joy. And, and they talked about joy. But before I get started, let's pray. Ray, put your hand, heads down. And in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I, I don't take this assignment lightly. I thank you for the opportunity. I ask you, Holy Ghost, to, to, to be in me and bring the word forth this congregation. I thank you for all the things you've done for me and for this congregation. Thank you for this day 
and may we rejoice and be glad in it. And all in saying amen and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, if you know me, I like to start with something funny. And there was, speaking of Catholics, there were these four Catholic elderly women sitting around a table. They were eating, eating uh, lunch. And the first one, first woman says to the other three, my son's a priest. And when he enters a room, people go, Father, how you doing? The second woman says, well, my, my son's a bishop. And when he enters the room, they say, your eminence. And the third woman said, well, my son's a cardinal. And when he enters the room, they say, your excellence. And the fourth lady says, gets up and she says, well, my son's six foot three, broad shoulders, very, very handsome young man, blue eyes, blonde hair. And when he enters the room, all the women go, oh, my God. Anyways, that might take you a second. <laughs> Anyways, if there was a title that the Lord gave me, he gave me, Hold the Line, Joy is Better Than a Three-Letter Word. Hold the Line. If you're a military man and you ever watched The Gladiator, in the very beginning of The Gladiator, he says, uh, this is Russell Crowe, and he's Marcellus or something. He goes, Hold the Line. Well, it means you've got all your men with you, and they're on horses, and they're saying, hold the line. Don't just take off. You have to have patience, you know, anticipation. And so holding the line means that. And, and he also says it late in, in there in the movie when, you're, when all, he's got all these guys around him, and they're in the Coliseum, and he's telling these guys, hold the line, because all these other guys are trying to kill them all because they're, they're slaves. And so they end up knocking those guys off, but he's holding the line. So hold the line means to hold the line. Be patient in love, peace, and joy. And I also feel it as a, uh, a week before we celebrate the birth of Christ, which is a great joy anyways. You know, just, just the fact that, that I'm allowed to speak about that. And so I'm excited about that. And you ever been... Um, how about Christmas time when you are uh, with your kids? And I remember my kids, at six years old, the joy of kids waiting for Christmas Day to open presents. I remember my daughters would sit at the top of the stairs, all of them would, waiting at five in the morning, six in the morning, Christmas Day. And we always told them, they used to get up like at three or four, you guys got to stay in bed till six o'clock at least. So they'd be at the stairs and we'd come down and the, and the stairs were right there and we'd Come and say, okay, it's time to come down, and they'd all come down, and, and, but they were anticipating the joy of Christmas. I think America has lost its joy over the last three, four years, really. Actually, it's probably started happening in 2001 when the buildings crashed, but, but more, more depression, more anti-joy, if there's such a word, than they are today in America. So we as a church... We need to get our joy back in. We, 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 need to, we need to be happier. Depression, you know, and, that's, and it's, and it's going to be a choice, you know. And so that, that's the beauty of that. So what I want to start with is John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's, we're leading up to the birth of Christ. And so, as, as we talk, I talked about the fruits of the Spirit, of the, of the Holy Spirit, you know, love, peace, and, and joy. I want to take us to Luke 1.30, and I'm going to take us through a chronological order of, of when Mary, 1.30 says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Drop down to 38 there, and it says, What? The handmaiden, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So first of all, Mary had to, had to be favored. She didn't even know a man at that point. So if you read it, and so she's the handmaiden, Lord, and, lead, let, and she said, let it be according to the word. Go to Luke 2, 7. Now of a sudden, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. I don't know if you know this, but I studied swaddling clothes. They're strips of, of cloth, and they wrap them around a newborn tightly so they don't scratch themselves or poke their eyes out. That's what swaddling clothes means. And usually you're someone that has, uh, you come from a prosperous family when you're able to do that. And so that, here's the birth of Jesus, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Go down to 13, and all of a sudden now there were the angels, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying that what? 14 goes Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those whom, with whom he is well pleased. And keep going down, the, I'm going chronologically to 19. This is what I thought was very interesting. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Pondering, the word means to think. To, to think about what just happened. Remember, she went three months, she went to see Elizabeth earlier. And what did she do for three months? She stayed with, with Elizabeth. So Mary was what? Three months. Now she's going from where? From Nazareth to Bethlehem. Shaleen, stand up. And here's Mary, about as pregnant as this young lady. All right, now she went on a donkey traveling 70 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, approximately this pregnant, I don't know, five, four, five, six, doesn't matter if you're one month. She was on a donkey 70 miles over rough terrain. She had 410 air conditioning, right? Four legs, 10 miles a day. Air conditioning, the wind. She had to use the bathroom. She had to eat. Can you imagine that? 70 miles over rugged terrain. So she's pondering, I think, all the things that happened to her. Don't you think? And all of a sudden, now she has a baby. First of all, she had to ponder, wow, an angel came to me. I, I just gave, oh, what are all these angels doing over here? Oh, my gosh. I just gave birth to the Son of God. And that, I mean, I think, think about that. You'd be pondering, too. Thank you, my dear. You'd be pondering that, too. All the things that happened to her along the way. 
So I thought, oh my gosh, that's incredible. So I have three points here, like always. I think Shalene taught me that. <laughs> There's three kinds of joy. There's a, a whole bunch of kinds of joy, but I have three. The first one is called ever-present joy. And to me, ever-present joy is like this, as, as I look at it. It's what we have, what, as we look at things today, oh, gold doubloons, I, this is my ever-present, this is my happiness, it's not really joy, it's my happiness, all this gold, silver and gold, oh my gosh, I have these golden necklaces that I wear, because why? Because I'm happy. It makes me happy. I got a Rolex watch that doesn't even keep time very good. I can't ever tell time on it. But I got a Rolex watch. It's, you know, it's, I'm very, very successful. And I'm happy. So it's kind of like that's ever-present joint. And if you go to, it's all the bling that you think makes you happy or joyful. So Psalm 511 talks about putting who you put in trust in but let all who take refuge in you rejoice let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exalt in you psalm 16:11 talks about I'll just read it from up there you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore that's ever pleasant joy you know sure we all would like to have and we all are striving to be very successful and have things that we can do with our money uh, whether it be buy a new car we we need don't get me wrong we need money but we also need to be able to give a lot away and be joyful in our giving not like Okay, well, let's see, I made $300. That means I got to give 30 Well, I think I'm only going to give 10 No, when you're, uh, when you're prosperous and you, if you want more, you got to give more. It's, it's sim simple. So, there, uh, we talk about the, the pleasures. Refresh, refresh yourself in the physical joy, the spiritual joy, and the emotional joy. You cannot keep withdrawing if you don't make deposits. You know, if, I, if I'm trying to get my more joy, but yet I'm always depressed, how can I keep, I can't keep <laughs> withdrawing. Your bank account would never let you do that. If you don't put thousands of dollars in there, you can't take thousands of dollars out. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, you can't write a check for $500 if you only have two, well, you shouldn't. You can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> If anybody, if anybody does checks anymore, uh, Bonnie and I, we do checks a lot. We're, we're old school and still old school mail. I don't do much on the phone in terms of paying things. I say, look, they can wait three more days. They don't have to get it today. <laughs> Unless you guys wait till the last second to pay it, which is not always a good thing either. <laughs> so, so that's the problem. Everyone, everything is vying for your time. And Shalene said that last week. Everybody. You know, you always are doing everything for everybody but yourself. So everybody's vying for your time. If the fire goes out, what happens? You can't keep warm. You got to keep stoking the fire. It's important. 
It's important. If you um, ever know thing, anything about crabs, anybody know anything about crabs in here? Well, crabs, they're like adversaries. If, you, if I put crabs in this basket here, or this bucket, and I started pulling one out, there'd be three or four. They, would, they don't let go. They continue to hold on. When I was in Chesapeake Bay with my brother a few years back, these guys who crab fished, here's how they did it. They would take a boat out there, and they would use chicken necks. The chicken necks were real big out there, and they would put them at, uh, in a boat, and they'd run, a, uh, they'd run a, these wires with chicken necks on them on a hook. And they'd run it all the way, maybe 100 yards. And then they'd turn around and come back, and as they came back, they would pick the spool up, and as the wire would come up, the crab would be on it, and then when the crab saw daylight, and there would be two or three of them, they had a net underneath there, and they would let go, and they would catch how they'd catch them, because they would be holding on to each other. They were, <coughs> excuse me, they were pulling each other down. And I think sometimes we allow that to happen to us, <clears throat> that <clears throat> we are becoming successful, or we say something nice and cool, and people want to go, oh, yeah, right, you don't want to do that. So. It's important to, to um, <clears throat> be the person that you want to be, but don't worry about what other people say. 1 Corinthians 16.9. I think I have that one. There's a, it says here, for a wide door, for effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Remember I talked about adversaries. And, 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 it's, and I was reading, pray, <clears throat> well, the Lord gave me this. He said, <clears throat> there's a portal. A great door implies a God-given opportunity to enter in a great and effectual door to be abundantly profitable and extremely useful to his kingdom. <clears throat> so, so our problem is, <laughs> and I know I've been guilty of this, we keep going back to closed doors. We go to a door, God closed it but yet we still knock on it or trying to get in or open it. It might be locked. Instead of going to one that's opportunity. The door opens there, uh, but, but, but my problem, I want to I wanna do this over again. You know, we got to leave the door closed. Don't worry about going through a closed door. I guess only Superman can, but we can. <laughs> a little tough on us. So, <clears throat> number one is the ever-present joy. Number two is deliberate joy. <clears throat> deliberate joy. And some of these scriptures, I just if you're taking notes, just write them. I'm just going to give them to you to write down and you can refer back to them. I'll touch on them, but I, <clears throat> for time's sake, I don't, didn't, <clears throat> I read in the Bible here, <clears throat> I didn't read in the Bible, it said that the English Standard Bible says joy, rejoice, or joyful appears 430 times in the Bible. I didn't think I had time, Pastor, for 430, for 430 scriptures of, of all the things it said. And compared with happy or happiness, which appears only 10 times. I thought that was interesting. So I don't have a lot of time to give, take, tell you about all the scriptures, but I can give you some scriptures. <clears throat> oh, thank you, sir. I'm not much on these things, but I will take it for a minute. <clears throat> thank you. So deliberate joy, Romans 14, 17, talk, you just write that down. It talks about the righteous, righteousness and peace are acceptable to God and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
happiness is fickle and requires happy circumstances. Joy, on the other hand, sticks around. It doesn't get chased away by trouble. So joy, if you were to label them, it'd be happy, happiness, happiest. On top of all those, it would be joy. So joy would be your happiest modem, in my opinion, the way I look at joy. Second Corinthians 8.1.2. Now this, this one I do want to, <clears throat> excuse me, Second Corinthians, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it was pretty dry this morning at our house, and when it's real dry like that, I wake up sometimes with a, a little chafing. So Second Corinthians 8, 1, 2, where are you? Okay, it says, and I'm going to read from the Amplified. We want to tell you further, brethren, about the grace, the favor, and spiritual blessing of God, which has been evident in the church of word of life, arousing in them the desire to give alms. For in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, their abundance of joy and their depth of poverty together have overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. That speaks highly of our church. <clears throat> we are commanded to be glad, rejoice, and shout for joy. Joy is deliberate and of obedience to who Christ is and what he has done. <clears throat> and if you write these down, Psalm 32.11, Romans 12.12 through 12.15, talks about be glad in the Lord, shout for joy, rejoice, exalt in hope. Rejoice with them and weep with them that weep. The fullness of joy is found in the presence of the Lord. Turn your worry into worship. They both start with W-O-R. Turn your worry into worship. And when you worship, the joy of the Lord will raise you up. So, so, first of all, there was present joy. That's deliberate joy. The last one is called lasting joy or spiritual joy. Now, the spiritual joy equals deep cheerfulness and gladness of heart, a calm spirit, knowing Christ not just in this life, but in the eternal life after. So, we know that the seasons change, right? We know the seasons change. We know, though, winter, after winter comes what? Spring. And we know after spring comes summer. And we know after summer comes fall. They don't change. Uh, they, they all, we always know what's going to come after the other. So lasting joy, we should know that lasting joy, once we have the joy of the Lord, it should be lasting. If we're still working on it, well, that's our goal to be spiritually joy and lasting joy. And Psalm 35 talks about, for his anger, and I'm reading Amplified, his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime, or his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I mean, that right there. John 16, 24, 
Joy talks about 1624. If you can go to 23, but let's go to 24. Up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am. But now ask and keep on asking, and you will receive, so that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. Um, you know what? You're never going to. Joy is lasting and satisfies the heart in a unique and marvelous way. You're never going to have perfect happiness. You never will. But you know what I believe? I believe you'll have perfect moments. And what I mean by that, first date, first kiss, how about walking along the beach, listening to the waves? That's that's a that's a perfect moment. A giggle of a grandchild, the first snowfall, the smell of burning leaves. Anybody who's my age, when we used, my dad used to always burn. I think they burn them somewhere in the country. My dad used to always burn his leaves. Today I can go. I'm driving along, and all of a sudden that smell comes, and it's like takes me right back to when we used to play in the leaves and burn them. So these are just perfect moments, you know. Coffee, for some people. I'm not one of those, but coffee. <laughs> How about, see, joy comes in sips, not gulps. So, and I call those magic moments. They're perfect moments, but they're magic moments. They don't happen all the time. You can't be joyful your whole life. You, you can try to be, but when you're down, you can be up, but you got to know where to go, and then either in the word or the, or, or the worship. Somewhere, someplace will get you joyful, but you have to make a choice. You know, it's your choice. You know, sometimes you, we, you, I'm old school. I like, I like to look at a map, a big atlas and a map. I like to see where I'm going. Uh, these people, you got a lot of you do GPSing, but you know what? The best GPS, the best map, it's not going to always lead you because you can't see around the bend. You don't know. You don't know what's around the bend. Life is too short to be depressed. So those are my three, ever, you know, about joy, ever-present, deliberate joy, lasting joy, spiritual joy. And I want to finish. I got a couple things, but I want to finish with this. And I told this story before. It's about this old wise man. He lived in a village, and there was these two boys that wanted to discredit him. So what the boys thought of, they, they took a bird and put a bird behind their back, and they were going to go up to the old man and say, Old man, what do I have behind my back? Of course, he would know. And they would say, Is it alive or dead? And if, he, if the wise man said alive, they'd crush it and kill it and present it to him dead. If they said dead they would present it to him alive. So anyways, they went to the old wise man, and they said, okay, old wise man, what do we have behind my back? And of course, he said, a bird. <clears throat> Is it alive or dead? And all this man's wisdom, he goes, it's in your hands. You can do what you want with it. It's in your hands. Joy, happiness, depression, or failure. It's in your hands. 
We got this thing. We can make our own decision. It's like a gift. And I do have some gifts in here. Is a gift a gift? If I give a gift to someone, they can either what? Take it or not. I got another gift. Here's another gift for somebody. Two gifts. I got one more. Love, peace, and joy. Don't drop this, I think. Well, it's all right. It was, it was a glass bowl, but, you know. Anyways, that's like the Holy Ghost. He gives us gifts. Do we take them or reject them? That's our choice. That's the beauty of joy, peace. And there's seven or, actually, I Googled it. There's seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's nine, there's 12, whatever. Take them and run with them because they're a gift for you. So, the last thing I want to say, I'm going to finish. Knowing God brings power over Satan and sorrow. Knowing God brings wisdom to make good choices. Knowing God brings growth in areas you never even thought of. And knowing God brings freedom, health, prosperity, a godly life. You know, if you do, you know, doing nothing is really very hard because you never know when you get finished. Really, you don't. You know, it's the same thing. How, why judge a man? Oh, walk a mile. What do they say? Walk a mile. Don't judge a man until you walk a mile in his shoes. Well, by the time you go a mile, who cares? You got his shoes. So it's no big deal, right? Anyways, um, I just want to finish with that. I want you. In, in Jesus' mighty name, I want to uh, just thank again the pastors for allowing me to speak. If there's anybody in here that doesn't know our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior, 1 John 1, 9 says that if you confess with your sins, he's just, just. That's one invitation. I, this morning, the Lord gave me, actually, he gave me this to bring, to say to, to for, for right now, the men, all the men in here, he wants all the men in here to come up front, all of them. All, that's, if you're a man, come on up here. And then he gave me this, I'll wait till you all get up here. First of all, I think he's doing this because we as men need to be, number one, better leaders, I think, I feel. I know I do. We also need to be better husbands and or um, friends. And he, he, he told me explicitly, and he also said this. Come here, Dan. He also said, to all lock, we want to lock hands. So the next to your neighbor, lock hands with the neighbor next to you. We're locking, lock, not hands, I'm sorry, the chain link, arms, arms. That's how he, pick, I, he told me, picture. We're, we're a chain link. This is our strength. And if one of us is weak, you say this, this one went out, these guys would pick him up and, grab, and take care of him. So, so, 
I saw this as being a, a big chain link type fence, strength, strength in numbers. And, and I know our men's group will start up in January, and I'm believing, you know, between Tony and, and uh, myself and whoever else is going to help with it, that we back each other, we support each other, we work with each other. He, he, because, number one, our church needs you. God needs you. And depression, be gone. Financial success, come. In all you men, all the men. Why? Because God's got a job for you, 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 me, all of us. Even when you're on your own job and we're running a job, a company, it's important for us to be the leaders that, we, that God intended for you to be. You know, Alfred, he does. He's got great things for you guys, for all of us. And he told me we need to link arms. And so he said, you know, all you men, come up here. And we're strengthened. He also gave me one, one other things to save over you. And then, Pastor, um, put some oil on your hands, and we'll, we'll go along and anoint them. He says, conduct yourself worthy of the Lord, full, pleasing to him, being fruitful on every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And where are you going to increase in the knowledge of God? If you don't have a Bible, take one of ours. <laughs> but use it. Use it. If you're depressed, open up to a scripture. <laughs> Doesn't matter which scripture. It'll, it'll give you something to fight depression. Sometimes we, we as men, get depressed because maybe we're not doing the best job. We, we think we aren't doing the best job. But God knows. He knows your heart. He knows what you're capable of. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. That's pretty powerful. And he also, healing, healing. And don't be afraid to heal. Heal people. Talk to people. He's got a job for us. And you know what? We're the leaders of our household. We should be. But we're also, also followers of Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to link up. And so I just wanted to follow what the God told me to, to do, Pastor, if Praise you have anything Lord. to add. Praise the Lord. This is awesome. See, so y'all probably didn't think you were coming up here. I didn't know you guys were coming up. But God has different plans. And what I see is God building an army right now of men. 